Welcome to the Forgettable Reads Podcast, a no-nonsense sleepcast for the rest of us. No creepy whispering, no bad spell music, no sleepy monotone. Just sincere reads of boring, bland material for all your verbal white noise needs. And now your host, Lauren Good. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode five. Bored to sleep by notes. <laughs> so actually, as I'm recording this, it is the first day of 2021. Celebrating the New Year holiday this year was very interesting because I'm so used to saying Happy New Year, Happy New Year's Eve. And I did. I said that in person. I said that on videos. I said that in voice memos, in emails, on social media posts, etc., etc., etc. It's hard to say Happy New Year when we know that we have quite a bit of time left to go in the pandemic. Of course, I'm hopeful that we'll, we'll start to see some improvement soon, but it certainly is not guaranteed. So trying to decide um, what to say about 2020 without making it overly negative uh, was very difficult, especially for me when I was kind of expressing gratitude and thanking my clients, uh, you know, in my holiday message for, for those folks. And in the end, I actually went with something that my friend Kalina likes to say, because I just couldn't think of anything else that would remain somewhat polite and positive about the year that was 2020. And my friend Kalina, when anything bad happens, um, in, including things like grief or, you know, catastrophes, wh whatever they may be, she'll tell me about it and then she'll pause and then look at me and go, definitely not boring. And uh, so that's what I chose to say about 2020. It definitely was not boring. Um, the other thing that I love about the end of the year, whether it's a pandemic or not, you start to kind of get these emails like, you know, year in review. So Bitbit sent me a, you know, kind of yearly summary of what I had done. Um, Google Maps did the same thing. Todoist did the same thing. It's a, a app you can use to manage your to-do tasks. And then Audible sent me one as well. Um, it was a goal I set myself a couple years ago that because I'm in voiceover, it would probably be a great idea for me to listen to more audiobooks. Normally when I'm listening to things, um, I have a hard time focusing on podcasts. I have a hard time focusing with audiobooks. I remember when I was driving from Dallas to Columbia, Missouri, where I went to college, good, you know, 12 to 14 hour drive. I listened to the Harry Potter series. Um, well, not the whole thing, because at that point, I think only the third book had come out, one of the Harry Potter books. And I got so into the story that I accidentally missed my turn and almost doubled my, my driving time. So for me, it's hit or miss. I'm either so focused on the story that I can't do the thing that I'm doing in real life, and I definitely can't focus at all if I'm not doing anything else. Like I can't sit still and listen to an audiobook. Now, some people may be wondering, if that's the case, then why are you doing a podcast? Well, the point of this podcast really isn't to listen. It's verbal white noise. So it's a manifestation of my own deal. 
But back to the point, um, I set myself a goal a couple of years ago to start listening to audiobooks. While I was cleaning, making coffee in the morning, working on jigsaw puzzles, walking, you know, on the elliptical, on my bike trainer, whatever. So Audible sent me my stats for 2020. And here's what it says. I started with Daring Greatly and listened to 24 titles for a total of 97 hours. 97 hours of audible listening. In 2020, I was all about nonfiction. 64 hours of nonfiction versus 33 hours of fiction. In 2020, audible was my nighttime playlist. 20% morning, 34% midday, 46% night, which earned me the night owl label. In 2020, I rated two titles on Audible. In 2020, I added 14 titles to my Audible library for a total of 25 titles. And then it asks me what my 2021 will sound like. So that's my report about my 2020 Audible um, listening habits. Listen to some really great books. One that I just finished um, was called The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs uh, by Hal Elrod. Oh, loved that book. I will definitely be going back and giving that another listen. And I've already incorporated a lot of the morning routines that he suggests, and it's, it's night and day difference for me. I'm not naturally a morning person, and, uh, and this book is turning me into one. And I've never been able to fall asleep before 11.30. And I mean, several times last week um, since starting this new morning routine, I mean, I've been in bed by 10.15 and sleeping by 10.30. Amazing. But one of the other books that I listened to was had some great content, but I think it definitely pointed me towards how important narration can be when listening to a very long book. It was, um, it was actually two. Michael, Dr. Michael Greger wrote How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. It's all very, very heavily researched um, nutritional facts. I think his website is nutritionfacts.org if anybody's interested. But it talks a lot about plant-based diets and uh, using food kind of as medicine. Great information, way too much detail for me. I found myself skipping through stuff. I found that like 30 minutes into listening, I had like my brain had wandered somewhere else and I couldn't even remember what he was talking about. Um, but the funny part was, and uh, this is the last piece I'll say about it, he narrated them himself because he takes like a certain percentage of the profits from the book and donates that to, to charity. So he obviously does his own narration. <laughs> He has this William Shatner-esque kind of cadence. And every section was the same. He would introduce a concept or a popular fad diet or, you know, whatever. And then he would ask a question and then he would say, but you never know until you put it to the test. And he must have said that phrase exactly like that five, ten times in every chapter. And these books are like many, 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 many hours long. Put it to the test. So 
that's my rambling intro for you guys. And uh, without further ado, we will begin our reading. Bored to Sleep by Study Notes. Modern Marketing Continued Awareness Most people don't know you. You can get in front of some people, show up consistently, earn trust. Website equals findability, not awareness. Authority I may know who you are, but I don't trust you. Closing the sale Stress before commitment, which is where closing helps. Copywriting. Learn, skill, or hire. Free. Blog. Skips the sales stress. Builds trust. Frequency. Continued transactions. Builds trust. Helps you change them. Funnel at each step you lose people. How steep is it? How many people end to get the goal number at the bottom? Ask fewer questions up front. Hype. People talk too much. Disappointing expectations. Change. Lifetime value analysis. Profit from transaction and your friends find your worth. New customer worth equals ad budget. A movement. Look at political movements, religion, nonprofits on how to build a brand. Affiliates. Money for referring. Bounty. Referral reimbursements. ROI is not completely measurable. Designer versus ads. Request for proposal. Not applicable. Be the only one in your category. Trust, key to changing people. You cannot invest in your credibility. Earn it and keep it. Alert, direct marketing versus other. Tests and measure messages to different people. Cold calling, just scatter shooting. Subscriptions, make things or services for your subscribers not find subscribers for your service. Email marketing. Permission-based marketing. Marketing tactics. Measure your open rates. As you increase frequency, if open rate goes down, less valuable. Mass market. Everyone wants what everyone has. Retention. How long Will people be sticking with you? Being return clients, saying fans or subscribers. Loyalty runs both ways. SEO, search engine optimization, a dangerous game. Stick to your truth and tell your story. You must build a schedule. It is a marathon and not a sprint. Week after week, month after month, year after year, a written schedule. Do you want to matter? To stand for something? Share. 
the post-media world. Referral. One person tells another. Promiscuous. Powerful. Paid. For the benefit of sharing and helping. Viral marketing. Cupping marks. Sneezers. The people who tell people. If people aren't talking about it, how can you overcome and make it more accessible? Hive. Theater. Places with a similar worldview, where ideas can spread. Like CrossFit. Velocity. How fast does it spread? Slower is more powerful. Vector. Which direction does it head? Amplifier. A loud, persistent sneezer. For example, the Andersons. Word of mouth. The more it is repeated, the more valuable it becomes. New. Masses. Laggers. Cutting edge. Majority to normal. Hard to update. Choice in distribution. Who are you marketing to? Obsess on a group small enough that you can earn their awareness. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. See the PDFs on Skillshare, on writing and marketing, in the folder. Productivity, also known as time tethering. Tether your mind to themes. Doing the important things. Lasting impact. Intention and attention. The framework can be light. Manage your approach before you manage the app. Quality framework. It's simple. Easily explained. Durability. Survives anything. Flexibility. Works in varying situations. Include your entire day, not just work. Work and life are really integrated in reality. The strike-through system. Three lines aligned through means complete. Arrow through means do it later. Squiggle means deleted. Get a clear idea of what to do next. Awareness. Being in touch with intention. Foster awareness and capture ideas relentlessly. Slow down. Grab a paper and do a brain dump. Know your body clock and please don't fight it. It is your structure. Your day to match your natural flow. Case study in student and freelancers in their early 30s. Night owl. Dump all tasks into Todoist inbox. Physical space at desk, match it to framework. Theme your days throughout the week. Energy-based mode versus time-based mode. Freeform is templated journaling. Priority flags, colors can mean something else. Theme your week. Look at your week as it stands. Work backwards from certainties. Fill in the blanks. Categorize your responsibilities, like communications versus emails. 
group similar work. Delay on purpose. Don't just punt it to the next day. Delay it with intention. Procrastinate on purpose. My week, flexible time versus treatment time. Sunday, dreaming, planning, organizing. Monday, marketing. Tuesday, creating. Wednesday, updating. Thursday, blank. Friday, catch up. Saturday, love. In my flexible time, I need to focus on skill training, auditions, writing content, domestic tasks, sharing content, designing content, marketing, leisure, social, and love. Things I have trouble finding the day to do. Cleaning, meal planning, food prep. Sundays, easy. Vitamins, planning, brainstorming, training, QPA, hard. Exercise, cleaning. Mondays, easy. Exercise, training, QPA, emailing, hard. Cleaning. Tuesday, easy. Errands, food prep, exercise, training, QPA. Sunday, dream, plan, organize. Monday, train. Tuesday, create. Wednesday, update. Thursday, clean. Friday, catch up. Saturday, Theme Tethered Productivity Framework Flex Your Wellness Ask the Experts Edition Questions Number 1. Who are you and what do you do? Number 2. What brought you into health and wellness in the first place? Number 3. How do the people who hire you expect you to change their lives? What are the top three goals or issues that are brought to you? Number four, what is your promise to those people? Five, what is the most challenging part of your job? Six, what is the most rewarding part? Seven, if you were to make a wellness or a motivational poster, what would it say? Eight, what three things could everyone do right now to flex their proverbial wellness muscle? Who I am and why I do what I do. In 2007, I was a 20-something actor living in Chicago, broke and not feeling satisfied with my life. Like many artists, I had collected a number of boring day jobs, and a few that I really loved. But none of them quite fulfilled, challenged, and inspired me the way performance did. Although I loved the support aspects of administrative work, the long hours of sitting in front of a computer, and the sometimes tedious nature of the content made me run screaming to happy hour at the end of the day. And while I love the social and service aspects of sales, 
The constant need to walk away from every conversation, having won a commission, was nauseating after a while. I also was shocked to find that my eyesight was going. I was gaining an alarming amount of weight, and parts of my body were really starting to hurt. After sitting and staring at the computer all freaking day. I woke up almost every morning and hit the snooze button about six times. I was tired to the bone and dreading the day ahead in a way that I didn't think the average 26-year-old should. There had to be a career out there with more meaning and purpose and would benefit the world in some way, in some way more than what I was doing. In 2008, I completed my clinical massage therapy certification at SOMA. Unintentional blank pages. I don't have all the answers. What I can promise you is I will always be obsessed with finding as many answers as I can and sharing that wisdom with you. I followed it up with continuing education classes at Zen Shiatsu, myofascial work with Eric Dalton, and Bob King. And in 2014, I did my cupping certification through the ICTA. By nature, I am a curious person. I want to know why things in the body happen the way they do. I want to know how to use time more productively without killing the seeds of spontaneity. I want to learn all I can about how nutrition is absorbed in the body and how it can fit into a meal plan that is actually appealing to eat. I want to know how occupation affects posture and how posture impacts pain. I want to know how to restore balance to the pelvis and back so that one side isn't weaker than the other. I want to know what it feels like to be more enlightened and selfless, and what role service and meditation have to play in that process. Oh, I had so many questions. I don't have all the answers, and I never will. Because learning about life and the human body, mind, and spirit are never-ending and labyrinth-like. It's totally Pandora's box. What I can promise you is that I will always be obsessed with finding as many answers as I can, testing that knowledge, and sharing the wisdom with as many people as I can find to listen, with as many people who want to listen and do the work. I promise to present issues that I understand based on my training, education, and experience. I promise to treat every person who enters my clinic as a population of one with respect, compassion, confidentiality, and discretion. I promise to the people who partner with me, we can decrease stress levels, aid injury recovery time and pain levels, Flush out toxins and old, stagnating interstitial fluid. Break up trigger points and adhesions in scar tissue. 
Release muscles that are impacting posture and range of motion. Reduce spasms and cramping. We can add value to athletic training and self-care practices. I promise to take the time to envision from your point of view and objectively consider possible ways that you can improve your habits in terms of body mechanics and health practices. The people who hire me expect me to help. It is a partnership, however. One of the many things I took with me from studying Eastern modalities was the idea that a session is a partnership between the giver and the receiver of the work. Many of these partnerships revolve around dealing with chronic pain in the back, neck, and shoulders caused by the habitual patterns of their occupation. Helping athletes involved in rigorous training programs recover from muscle soreness and keep optimal range of motion as they prepare for competition, as well as newer athletes who are, for the first time, starting to work on their endurance. Supporting my fellow artists manage and release tension generated by an emotionally and physically demanding lifestyle. My challenge as a therapist is that the speed of results vary widely. I get maybe an hour with the client, and those detrimental postural habits, work stress, and training demands get them every day for many, many more hours. I love my clients. I have people from all walks of life in different industries who are all approaching different milestones in life. I learn so much from them. I'm always inspired by the goals they want to accomplish, the challenges they overcome, and the grace and humor they bring with them. I am so lucky to see how much all human beings have in common, no matter their differences. I am so grateful and lucky to be a part of their success on this journey in addition to providing some comfort during the rough patches. Be the tree. Be the tree that is nourished by curiosity. Drink your water. Live with your heart open. Get up and move. Move.